G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. With Easter done and dusted for another year, it's kind of easy to forget about the cross, Christ's suffering, the resurrection and the empty tomb and just get on with life. So what do all those things have to do anyway with what I have going on in my life now? But that sort of attitude can get us into a lot of trouble. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program today as we continue with the next message in this series called My Redeemer Lives. It's funny how we build rituals into our lives that we repeat year after year. There's Christmas, then New Year's. For those in the Southern Hemisphere, that normally means some sort of summer break. Then all too quickly, Easter rolls around, but that happens so quickly that if you blink, you miss it. Although for those in the Northern Hemisphere, Easter is a sure sign that their summer break is just weeks away. That always gives you a bit of a sense of anticipation. Yeah, Easter is a bit of a marker in the calendar, but for many, that's all it is. It happens, and just as quickly as it came, it disappears again. And I think if that's how we treat Easter then we do so at our own peril because there are some lessons in Easter. There are some vitally important truths in the Easter story that can sustain us and bless us all year round, particularly if that year is not looking like it's going to be a particularly good one. I was having coffee with a young man the other day. He's kind of in his mid-30s, which makes him young from where I sit, somewhere on the other side of 50. And this young man has it all. He has a successful career as a speaker and an author and a business coach. He earns lots and lots of money, a lot more than me, certainly. And he's a good-looking guy. Emotionally, he has it together. He has everything to live for, a beautiful wife, a happy marriage, the ability to travel all around the world in all sorts of fantastic places. And his wife gets to come with him sometimes. We're also friends on Facebook, and forever I'm seeing photos of him whitewater rafting in Thailand and and popping up in London and New York. And he doesn't fly at the back of the plane either, I have to tell you. My point is this. If ever there was a guy that you and I would point to and say, wow, God's blessed that person, it would have to be this guy, without a shadow of a doubt. And yet there's one hurt in his life. He and his wife haven't been able to have a child yet. They've thrown money at the problem in vitro fertilisation. They've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and still nothing. You see, it doesn't matter who we are, where we live, what our circumstances are. It doesn't matter how incredibly blessed someone is. There is always something in our lives that isn't to our liking. There is always something in our lives that we would want to be able to change. There is always something in our lives that causes us pain. You and I, we would look at this guy's life, then look up at God and say, yes, please, Lord, I'll have one like that, thanks. We, we keep thinking that if only I could earn a bit more money, if only my husband or my wife, as the case may be, 
would love me just that little bit more. If only I could find the right job. If only my children would grow out of this difficult stage that they're in at the moment. If only I could lose a few extra pounds. If only I could afford that little bit of cosmetic surgery. If only, if only, if only, then I would finally be happy. That's a lie that most people tell themselves most of the time. Of course, if you had a quick look back at the cross for a moment and saw this Jesus who'd never done a single thing wrong in his life, hanging there, nailed to his cross, hands and feet, gasping for air, slowly dying that excruciating death, we'd realise that bad things happen to good people all the time. Suffering happens. God didn't even spare his own son from that. And while sometimes we suffer as a result of our own mistakes and stupidity, more often than not, the suffering that hits our lives is completely unfair. No rhyme or reason. It just happens. And while we're asking ourselves why, while we're asking God why and when will it end, it's in the middle of that place that we need to know beyond any shadow of a doubt. It's right in that dark place that you and I need to be able to declare My Redeemer Lives. Sure, that's the title of a great worship song, My Redeemer Lives. Quite a happy, clappy song, as I recall. A great one to sing. But for me, it's way, way more important to be able to mutter through gritted teeth as I'm dealing with pain and uncertainty and fear in my life. My Redeemer Lives. And that's what we're going to be talking about on the program today and over the course of this week. Those words were first uttered by a man called Job, in the Old Testament. Now, Job was a wealthy, successful man, just like the one I described earlier. He'd never set a foot wrong in his life, always honoured God. And then one day, whammo! Have a listen to this. One day, the heavenly beings came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down upon it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a fence around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well, all that he has is in your power. Only do not stretch out your hand against him. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Job chapter 1, verses 6 to 12. What? A rotten thing to happen to this guy, Job. What a rotten thing for the devil to do. Hey, what a rotten thing for God to do, right? Everything's going along swimmingly well. And then, throughout the book of Job, we discover how he loses everything. Everything. His property, his children, his wife, his health. Everything. From rooster to feather duster in one fell swoop. So let me ask you, when you hit a patch like that in your life, as we all inevitably do... When you have that one bit of suffering in your life, how do you react? What does it do to your sense of self-worth, to your sense of well-being, to what you think of God? Let's see what else happened to Job, starting in the very next verse, verse 13. One day, when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, 
The oxen were ploughing and the donkeys were feeding beside them, and the Sabians fell upon them and carried them off and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was speaking, another came and said, The Chaldeans formed three columns, made a raid on the camels and carried them off, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and suddenly a great wind came across the desert, struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they are dead. I alone have escaped to tell you. Job chapter 6, verses 13 to 19. That, that's the sort of suffering that strikes from time to time. And it's really just one thing. More often than not, it comes in groups of three or four. So when that happens, how do you respond? I'll leave that question hanging there for you to consider. We'll come back to that again tomorrow on the program. Because it's right in the middle of a situation like that that you and I need answers. Suffering happens. Wow, someone should turn that into a bumper sticker, right? Suffering happens. It happens And when it does, God has answers, some real answers that make a real difference. The Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.